Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, another glorious Saturday here in Chicagoland, beaming out all over the world, where we interview business leaders and others on how they are making their business and careers and ministry by putting their faith to work. And today, I'm Bob Lambert, and my Wonderful co-host. She is so brilliant. I have to tell you some of the wonderful things she's doing for the show. But Jennifer Villarreal, she has got uh, actually some cool stuff she's going to tell us about today, too. Yeah. Well, first, I just want to make sure that everybody reaches out to us on Facebook or you can text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Send the keyword faith and we're going to keep you posted on events that we have coming up. And the one that we keep talking about is our conversational apologetics group. We are just growing, you guys. Um, we have, I think, almost 80 people or so yeah. that are interested in this group virtually as well as in person. So if you're not in Chicago, that's okay. Make sure you message us. That's great. Well, listen, uh, we have a reoccurring guest, but he's very special to Jennifer and I because we've both known him for quite a while. And he's also part of uh, Faith Marketplace in as much as he's really been helping us to get out there on social media. Uh, I want to introduce you to Cedric Newburn. He's an author, a speaker, and a coach, along with many other things that he does. But Cedric, welcome. Thank you, Bob. It's so good to be here. We've got some really cool stuff to tell. But why don't we just back up a little bit and let people know about, a little bit about your background? Because they don't remember from the last time you were here. Absolutely. Right? So um, I was here uh, quite a while ago, and mm-hmm. very significant day because of some crazy weather that we had here in Chicagoland. Um, but my backstory really is my purpose, and that's why I like to share what really happened. How did Cedric Newburn become who he is today? Um, so my story, I've, I've owned a business here locally. I recently sold that business and done a lot of things from a marketing perspective, both here and in the D.C. area and in Nashville. Uh, but my real passion has been around fatherhood and relationships, my story started with my parents separating when I was 11 months old. Mm. and I'm sorry, nine months old. Nine months. And yeah. my father moving to the West Coast. And, you know, at, at that age, and we're talking in the 70s, so it was very expensive to fly. It was very expensive for long-distance phone calls. So the relationship was just not there between my father and I, although I did get to see him. Well, at 18, he and I sat down for one of those father-son chats that I had been longing to have because I didn't grow up with him. And in that conversation, I said, Dad, you know what? I can't imagine what life was like at that age, at 24 years old and having a newborn child in Washington, D.C. Um, I get it. I really wish you had been there for me growing up. But, Daddy, I forgive you for not being there. And it was literally in that moment that my dad forgave himself. Mm. I was 18 years old. I was on Christmas break from college. So... You know, it, it really didn't have as much much significance for me in that moment as it did years later. But that was the moment that I realized how powerful forgiveness really was and where forgiveness really starts. And it starts when you forgive yourself. Right. Um, obviously, him hearing me say, Dad, I forgive you, it started it for him, but it allowed him to release some of the guilt that he had had all of those years. 
Yeah, huh. it sounds like uh, the the main keyword there was is forgiveness. Yes, and it sounds like we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into to that topic uh, today. So why don't you tell us, Cedric? Before we do that, it sounds like your mission is to help people grow and expand upon forgiveness. But tell us why you're so passionate about the work that you do. Well, as I said, with with my story growing up without my father in my life, and I also had a failed first marriage. I realized that in order for me to be successful as a father or in a long, lifelong, loving relationship and marriage, that I had to be healed and restored myself. And as I started kind of sharing my story, I actually started a blog just to share some of those, uh, some of my feelings. And I realized that there's so many people out there that are hurting because of failed relationships, whether it's uh, broken families, because so many of us have grown up without a parent in the house. Uh, Many of us, unfortunately, have been abused in different ways. And not to mention, um, if, if there's ever been any any infidelity, uh, whether it's with our parents or even in our own relationship, we're just hurt and we we just don't feel that we're worthy. And so that for me was kind of the calling that I said, you know, I was able to overcome a lot of my hurt and pain. So maybe I can help others by sure. sharing with them my thoughts and well, my experiences. Well, there's definitely a lot of hurt out there and forgiveness is a, is a key word, but sometimes people have a hard time getting to that point. Absolutely. And so you said that you wrote... Um, you, you write on a blog, which is at CedricNewburn.com? It is now. Yeah. Originally, it started off as just UnconditionalForgiveness.com. Mm. Um, I had a, a good friend and coworker that suggested that I start blogging. And I started blogging. And once a month, I shared a post. And it was just re- so well received. And what was really interesting, Jennifer, was the conversations that happened after I would make the post. I would get the direct messages from either friends that I'd known for years but didn't know their story or even random strangers from all around the world would reach out and share their story with me. That's when I knew that I was on to something and just and then to hear people say how much the story helped them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of moms, a lot of single moms were really dealing with the issue of uh, raising their children without the father in their lives and and how could they help bridge that gap? And so I did get a lot of conversation from that. Was there like a lot of forgiveness conversation around this too for them? Yes, because I think for a lot of people, forgiveness, they believe forgiveness means that the other person has to say, I'm sorry. Mm. And I was able to help them see that, no, forgiveness starts within you. It's not the other person could be dead and gone. If they never say, I'm sorry, you have to let go of the pain, because as long as you hold on to that pain, it only hurts you. And then you end up hurting other people around you. And so that was really, for me, I think the breaking point for a lot of people to say, wait a second, I'm holding on to pain. And that person that hurt me is living their life. They're not worried about me. Mm. I'm the one over here that's still depressed and broken. So that really encouraged a lot of the people that I was working with through workshops and speaking. Well, you've definitely um, provided a lot of resources for people out there. And we want our listeners to know that you were going to share with them a way that they can get in touch with you as well as find out more about your books. You've written several books. How many? Four. Four. Wow. And these aren't like super, super lengthy books. It's something that somebody can get through pretty quickly, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So make sure that you text us here at the studio to 224 
404-1988 and use the keyword forgiveness and everybody is going to receive one book for free uh, that he's giving everyone here complimentary and it's called How Did I Let This Happen Again? Five Steps to Help You Move On and then there's several other books that we're going to dive into a little bit more later in the show and and tell them more about. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm so excited that you know from going from transitioning out of the business that you had for a number of years and really helping families, protecting them with insurance and a lot yes. of other things, too. And then transitioning that based on what you had experienced through your life and then the, you know, the people that engaged in that, they saw that. What's been some of the challenges along the way? I mean, making this conversion and some of the other things, yes. you know. The, the biggest challenge, and, and this has been a lifelong challenge for me, it's mm-hmm. been self-doubt. Wow. You know, uh, a lot of people would see me and think, man, Cedric has all these things going you know, life is good. He's always happy. He's always positive. But there is a voice that sometimes, unfortunately, is much louder inside my head Mm -hmm. than it should be because I've had a life where I've had so many people around me tell me what I couldn't do, Mm -hmm. that that I wouldn't accomplish it or that I shouldn't accomplish it or asking me questions like, why aren't you focusing on one thing? You know, you'll never be good at anything if you're focused on all these different things. So I've always had that kind of murmur in the back of my head and there are days when I'm able to shut it up and there are other days unfortunately that it just speaks much louder than my own faith that tells me that through God who strengthens me I can do all things I don't but some days I just that self self doubt will kick in and I'm assuming that that helps in some of the counseling you give and how people are attracted to finding out more about that because doubt's got to be a big part of forgiveness and other relationship stuff that's going on, all the hurt that goes on with that. And you you have a tendency, I'm assuming, to blame yourself, right? That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. And and because because I still deal with it on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. I think that allows me to connect much better with the people that reach out to me for that advice. Because I, when I say I feel your pain, I truly feel it. And I'm able to encourage them through some of the very methods that encourage me. So I've got a circle of friends that will, you know, you know, get in my face and say, Cedric, why are you not doing what you know you need to do? Uh, I'm looking at one of them now that will challenge me from time to time. And, is that and, a hint over here? <laughs> it is. It just so happens I look up and you're looking at me and it's, and it's true. I have, I have certain people in my life that will challenge me and my amazing wife who's here today mm-hmm. and my son both challenge me and they also are my reason for pushing forward. Uh, so that way that voice does not get the end. Right. That's great. Uh, the transition, just to just back step, just a little quick one here, is the challenge of going from being that business owner to now what you're doing, has that been pretty smooth or have you seen that there's been adjustments you've had to make? Definitely been adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I jokingly said it was it was really funny to wake up and not have a bunch of emails to respond to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was it was like I went on a on a really nice vacation because yeah. uh, after about a week or so, I realized I don't have to be anywhere by a certain time. Um, but I have made some other moves in terms of doing some things that are keeping me very busy. Right. Uh, as you as you already discussed, uh, having some clients. So it the transition has been smooth, but it has been. It was some adjusting that needed to be made, for sure. 
Well, we definitely want to talk more about that when we come back. But first, everyone, I want you to make sure that you text us here at the studio to 224-404-1988 with the keyword forgiveness. And everyone is going to receive an ebook. It's about 15 pages. How did I let this happen again? Five steps to help you move on by Cedric Newburn. And make sure you check him out on his website. That's cedricnewburn.com. And his name is spelled S-E-D-R-I-K. No C in there. And Newburn, N-E-W-B-E-R-N. We'll be right back after this. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Villarreal, along with my co-host, Bob Lambert. And we have in the studio my friend, Cedric Newburn. He's an author, speaker, and coach. And you're going to want to make sure that you check out his website. We're going to give that in just a moment. But you want to actually listen in here and uh, go back and catch the first segment if you missed it. You can check us out on faithmarketplace.com for the previous podcast. So, Cedric, why don't you tell us how you currently and formerly incorporated your faith and work? Absolutely. Well, I'll start with where I am today with speaking. It's very difficult to talk about forgiveness without having faith be part of that. When I speak or I'm, if I'm doing workshops, I often will weave in how Jesus showed us forgiveness, how God forgives us, and, and explain why it's so important that forgiveness is handled that way. So that is very, very easy. But in the insurance world, Let's just say there were days that um, faith was definitely needed. You know, when you're working in a corporate environment, and I was used to the autonomy of being out in the field, so to speak, at the regional level and being able to make my own decisions and move forward on things. And I came into the corporate environment where, you know, you had to have a meeting to talk about the meeting, about the meeting that you're going to have about the meeting. So that was very stressful. But then when we became agents, I would say that a good 30% of our job was actually counseling. Mm. We would have customers call us, uh, unfortunately, going through divorces. They just lost family members. You name it. We became their close friends, and they would reach out to us. And quite often, my wife and I, my wife was in the business with me. She and I both, we would just, would you mind if we pray for you? Would you mind if we pray right now on the phone? Um, I can remember a customer calling me one day so upset he was just livid about something that had happened to him. And and I said, well, thank God that you're alive. Mm. And he says, I, I just, I don't think God really cares. Why does he let bad things happen to good people? Mm. And I said, oh, yeah, here we go. And did you and tell him about our apologetics group coming up to answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, hint, this, hint. Was, this was 15, 16 yeah. months okay. ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but it, it allowed me the opportunity to share my faith with him right then and there on the phone. And when I tell you, I, I literally prayed with him for him. And I could hear this grown man who called me angry and I'm not going to go into any details about what Mm. happened or the, the words he used, but definitely you wouldn't have expected that conversation to end with him thanking me for praying and him Mm. in tears. And I literally had to jump up and like, I felt God's presence all over my body in that moment. Mm. The the hairs on my, my body were standing up and I ran into my wife's office and I'm in there crying too, just like blown away. Look at how God allowed me through this business to speak to this man who had doubts about God's love for him. Yeah. yeah. 
So you shared, you shared another one about some coworkers, right? Yes, yeah, that was just briefly. Wasn't yes, it? we we in our office were not ashamed to pray. Mm-hmm. Whenever our coworkers came to us with family situations, their own fears, their own concerns, no matter what was going on, even with their children, we would say, "Let's pray." We would have lunches. We'd bring lunch in all the time, and um, a lot of the businesses in Libertyville enjoyed the fact that we would order in. <laughs> And before we would eat our meal, we would always pray. Mm-hmm. And our staff got so accustomed to it that it was it was it was okay. And then we even invited them to some some things at our church as well, just again, because we we felt like they were family and we wanted them to to experience our faith uh, as well. So um, I, I know that uh, you know we all have, and I know you do, I know you do, just knowing you the way I do. But we all have kind of a favorite verse or verses that have yes. maybe through time of our life, times of our life have changed. Uh, but there's usually one that at the beginning or several. What, what are those for you? Okay. Well, it's interesting. Um, since I was a child, my family, my dad's family. So I talked about growing up without my dad in my life, so to speak. But I was always around his parents. Mm. And after they blessed the food. They would always say, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. I've been saying that since I was five years old and that's Psalms 1914. So (laughs) that has literally been on my heart. And my family now says that when we pray after we eat. Uh, And for for me, that's just been a guiding principle that God let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. And for me, that is that is very important. But another verse has also become, uh, uh, let's call it a, 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 a beacon of light, so to speak. The entire pregnancy and for about a year after our son was born, I kept waking up at 1.11 a.m. Mm. or at 1.11 p.m. I would look at the clock or I'm driving down the street. I'd see 1.11. And I kept saying, what in the world is this? And our son was supposed to be born in January and uh, his, he was actually born on January 19th. I'm thinking it's at 1.11 a.m. I'm like, God, what is it? Why am I? And again, a year after, uh, finally one day I kind of said, I said, like, God, would you please reveal what this 1.11? And I went to one, Revelations 1.11 and it says, what you have seen, write in a book, share it and share it with the seven churches, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and me being, you know, the consummate person that says, no, oh, that can't be. So I flipped to Revelations one nineteen, which is the day my son was born. And guess what it said? <laughs> what you're seeing, write it in a, <laughs> write in a book and share with the seven churches. So I said, got it. <laughs> so that actually is the name of the publishing company. I've created a boutique publishing business because of my own publishing experience and so many people coming to me asking to be coached through the process. So I created 111 Publishing for that very reason. I love it. What a great story. That is such a great story. Well, speaking of your younger self, uh, Cedric, any words of wisdom that you would have given yourself back then, knowing what you know now? We don't have enough time in this show, (laughs) Jennifer, for me to go into all of that. But but what really comes to mind, it starts with forgiveness, that Mm -hmm. in order to forgive others, you first must forgive yourself. I know I carried a lot of guilt around over the years, and I've finally forgiven myself for some of the things that I've done that 
I wish I could erase or change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that's been very important. The other piece of advice that someone gave me, and I'm glad I paid attention to it, especially in my 30s, was to surround yourself with good people mm-hmm. that have have good intentions for you and your life. Uh, they'll bless you. They'll encourage you uh, because, again, you are the average of the people that you spend most of your time with. Yeah, that's so true. That does exclude fl- family, but <laughs> <laughs> those people that oh, you choose. Oh, you're not choose, giving us an out there? Yeah, those people <laughs> you kidding. choose to be around. Um, <laughs> and then last but not least, which speaks to the self-doubt is that don't be afraid to push and try harder. You know, push yourself, push yourself beyond the limits that you've already set for yourself. Mm, that's, that's good. Great. That's great. Um, you know, you've had a lot of people, and I think you spoke to it really well, that surround yourself with some good people, well-intentioned people and all that. But who inspires you? Well, um, the two people that inspire me the most are not uh, well-known. They're not published authors or motivational speakers. It's actually my mom and my wife. Ah. Um, when yeah. I when I think about just inspiration and inspiration usually starts with someone who overcomes something mm-hmm. and they do so in such a profound way that people wouldn't assume that they had to even overcome what they overcame. And that's my wife and my mom. They both, the the childhood, the experiences that they had growing up, a lot of the pain and hurt that they experienced, they were able to use that and, and allow that pain to mold them into better people. And they both became incredible mothers mm-hmm. um, and one being just an amazing wife. Um, and so the two of them really just, they were able to thrive despite the odds that life had kind of given them. Um, you know, they are the ones that make lemonade constantly and that glass is always half full. And, and I would have to give another nod and an inspiration in a different way. I'm not uh, it would be my son because mm-hmm. my son is who I who I live for. You know, again, as a as a child going growing, growing up without my dad, I still to this day at 47 years old, look up to my dad and want to be like him. And I aspire to be the man that my son looks up to. Yeah, that's great, you know. And just a little shout out there, like most of the players that come on here, mm-hmm. you married up, buddy. I, you definitely married well up. Well beyond. <laughs> Kick, I'll kick my coverage for sure. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that, uh, Cedric. It's definitely um, inspiring to hear, you know, who in- encourages you and lifts you up. Um, and from what I've known over of you over the years, you've also provided a lot of encouragement for other people. But what do you do specifically to encourage your clients or the people that you encounter? Okay. Well, um, I actually have a Facebook page that I have a couple of pages that I post to every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. You're really consistent with that. So pretty good for consistent. you on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it's really interesting when you go out of the country, <laughs> you've got to manage that process. Yeah. Um, but but I really try to post inspirational quotes on a daily basis. And then I actually have conversations because from time to time, people will either question or challenge things. And I make sure that I explain why I feel that way um, or why I believe that this quote was something that I should share. I also make sure to share affirmation exercises with people. You know, some of the little things that I've done to try to, again, help myself get over the hump, I share those with people as well. 
And last but not least, when I was when I was in insurance and even to this day, I still love writing thank you notes mm. and little like notes. Handwritten? Handwritten. Not just text? Yes. Oh, wow. It takes me a few times <laughs> because I can't do a, a, an erase and right, you know, delete. Right. But but it does. It, it's amazing what that does when someone opens. I got a thank you card just the other day for a summit that I did. And I stood there and like a little kid. So right, excited yeah. to Aww. read it all the way through. So that's, that's really encouraging. Well, um, if people wanted to find you on Facebook, where can they go? Well, there's two pages, Unconditional Forgiveness and then Cedric Newburn. Yes, and that is spelled S-E-D-R-I-K, and then Newburn, N-E-W-B-E-R-N. You can also find them at CedricNewburn.com. And definitely check out that Unconditional uh, Forgiveness Facebook page. You really do have inspiring and great uh, posts on there. And a lot of followers, too, even on Instagram, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, just remember, every Saturday here at Faith Marketplace, we're on uh, AM 1160, from noon to one o'clock. Go out and check out also faithmarketplace.com. We have all the podcasts up there for over five years. We're all close to 500 interviews, I think, Jennifer, we're on now. And uh, also some information about those conversational apologetics. We're going to be right back with our guest, Cedric Newburn. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, well, welcome back again to Faith Marketplace. I'm Bob Lambert with my wonderful co-host Jennifer Villarreal is here today. And we have our special guest in studio that's a friend for both of us and also a part of Faith Marketplace. He's really contributing to our social media and a lot of his writing skills and everything else, which neither one of us can write. Or I shouldn't say that. I cannot write. Jennifer's good at it. Cedric <laughs> is outstanding. But Cedric Newborn's in studio with us. And you know, Cedric. One of the things that we we talk about uh, oftentimes, it's kind of a kind of an interesting topic with folks that listen in. Is um, name one of those kind of things. Name you know that people would think you're funny or cool or amazing. You know that maybe people don't know about out there. Yeah. Well, I this is actually one of my favorite. You know, when you go to those meetings and they say. Uh, you know, name something, name three things, two that are right, two that are actual, one that's not. This is one of my favorite things to plug in. And I talk, I talk about being a child actor. Mm. Uh, when I was in, let's say, third, fourth grade, all the way through high school, I was always involved in choirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, I was on a PBS show in Nashville that was called Magic Music. And I would dress in costume and we, it was a, it was a music educational (laughs) program. And so I got to sing and play piano and dance and act. And one funny thing about that, the young lady that was on the show with me, she's a good friend. I call her sister. She's gone on to be a, 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 somewhat successful recording artist. She's done some background vocals for some of the hip hop greats like, you Mm. know, um, outcast and some of the other guys from Atlanta. Um, and she's, you know, in her own right, an amazing artist. But I said, you know, I didn't get to follow that path because my voice changed. <laughs> so are you saying you can't sing now anymore? I, only for my wife in yeah. the shower. Oh, in the shower. There you and, go. and definitely when it's a large group of people, yeah. I can hold a tune then. But I am I am not going to belt out anything right now at all. I hey, folks, if you want to hear Cedric sing, make sure you text us at the studio. <laughs> and if we get several hundred texts coming in, yeah. you're going to have to well, sing for us I'll on your happen. Facebook page. How about I'll that? that I'll make that happen. I'll make that happen. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit more? We were talking about your Facebook page, your books, you know, that you're an author, speaker, and coach. Why don't you just share with us a little bit more about the the audience that you serve and the the types of um, 
talks that you do. Absolutely. Well, primarily my audiences have been women um, for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, women's groups seem to reach out to me more often to talk about healing and restoration than men's groups. Uh, I have I've done workshops, I've done speaking, even keynoted some events where I just share the story of forgiveness. I've got a couple of different uh, approaches to how you can manage through that. Uh, and I even share some of those affirmation steps in the process. But what I would really love is to have the opportunity to speak more to men's groups. I was involved with the men's group um, at our church and mm-hmm. was really excited about some of the things that were going there. Um, and I've noticed that. And as a side note, again, growing up without my dad, I've always had an awkward relationship when it came to God. Like becoming friends with a woman was pretty easy. That was right up my alley. Um, but I noticed my guy friendships were just they seemed a little awkward for me. Mm hmm. Uh, But I've noticed over the last, let's say, the last 10 years or so, those relationships have really blossomed into what I would call some true diehard relationships. And I've been able to speak into those guys' lives and their marriages to help them be better husbands. And I'd love to take that on the road, so to speak, to get more men engaged and to figure out what we're doing wrong. And I mean, I, I get it wrong quite a bit most days. All day long. Mm -hmm. But I've learned from a lot of the mistakes that I've made and some of the true things that I know about relationship, uh, those things I try to put in practice. Well, Um, do you think, though, Cedric, that most men are going to say, hey, uh, I've been getting it wrong in relationships or (laughs) you know what, Jennifer, (laughs) how do they approach that? I I can tell you my experience is this and and it's going to be kind of blunt, but I don't think most men get it until they're sitting in divorce care. Mm-hmm. And their wife of 25 years has decided I can't take it anymore and they file for divorce. That's when men are most likely to listen. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because at that point, oftentimes it's, it's just beyond repair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. those are the men that I worked with through my church. And and it just tore my heart apart because I'm like, these are simple things that you could have. There are simple things you could have done differently that would have saved the marriage. And I'd like to get out ahead of that curve. And you're right, Jennifer. Most men are going to say, hey, you know what? It's kind of like, you know, the bills are paid. The lights are on. You know, right, right. she should be happy. And, mm-hmm. and that's just, you know, nose down, focused on work and they forget because well maybe you should make it like a, a business workshop <laughs> that's <laughs> not a bad idea do a switcheroo <laughs> hey guys we're really talking about yeah. forgiveness we're gonna talk about we're, we're first gonna talk how you're gonna forgive me for yeah. pr- promoting this event as a business uh, <laughs> yeah right there we're gonna you have go. an emotional yeah. intelligence conversation <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> yeah uh, the uh, the other thing I would share too is that you b- both of us share a, a common uh, experience in that recently, and that yes. was a crucible project. Yes, um, where men did get down in it. You know, yes. they really. I, I, I it was profound for me. Yes. Uh, in a couple ways, and I know that you experienced the same Absolutely. thing. So it's those kind of things maybe that we can play off of those. Absolutely. Um, so what I'd like to be an encouragement to you is to get closer to crucible leadership and get more involved in that because I think you do have a message there for men that come through that, at least they're opening up now to, Absolutely. This, to, to the to the idea of this. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate that, Bob. Yeah. I, and, and, and I as I went through the process, mm-hmm. I was going through it also observing, like, oh, yeah. I could do, what, could I do this? I'd <laughs> yeah, right. like to, maybe yeah. there's more I could do. Right. And, and, and again, I think 
even the men that sign up for Crucible, mm-hmm. they're at a point where they're like, I need to do something about right. it. Yep. Yeah. I'd like to find, because there's a much larger pool of men out there that just have not figured out right. that they've made a left turn when they should have turned right. And yep. life is is going to get ugly for them if they don't yeah. if they don't get back on course. Well, what are some of those red flags or those signs before it gets down that road? What are some of those things? For me, it's where do you place your priorities? Mm. You know, one of the blessings that I that I experienced having my own business and then also kind of being in between for this last year is that I actually got to spend a lot more time with my family. Mm -hmm. And I look at some of my, you know, some of the guys that I know that travel Mm -hmm. six days a week or when they come home, they're less than engaged. They're not as interested. I see the moms devoting a lot of their time and energy to the children. And the dads devoting their time and energy to golf. Mm. And unfortunately, after those kids are gone, the wife and the wife is looking back at the husband saying, OK, now I want to hang out with you. And he's like, yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm in the 60s now. I, I can't get off the golf course now. And if she's not interested in golf, guess what happens? Right. They don't have anything in common. So I think if you look at your relationship now and and you see that awkwardness when the two of you are alone and there's no TV on, um, how how does that go for you? Yeah. I think that would be a telltale sign that maybe you should start digging a little bit deeper into the relationship. Yeah. Well, you do have a lot of resources for people, whether it's on social media or through your books, or they can just contact you at cedricnewburn.com. Can you just share with us a, uh, a little bit about your gift? I'm sorry, about your books that we're going to gift our listeners? Absolutely. So my very first book was Unconditional Forgiveness. And it was the first half of the book was really the story about my, my father growing up without mm-hmm. my father in that relationship. The second half was where I had gone through the divorce and dating and then married my wife, Denise. And so I just talked about a lot of the things that really opened my eyes up during that process. The second book, Unpack Now, was really just because so many people carry baggage from relationship to relationship to relationship, and they haven't figured out they've gone through four bad relationships, and the common denominator is them. Because they never unpack the mess that they brought into those relationships, it's a challenge for them. I wrote another book um, called How Did I Let This Happen Again? And that's the one that I'm giving away for free. It was really a, a... an ebook to begin with, because I realized through some of the workshops that I was giving that it'd be great for people to have kind of a, what should I do? How do I get it done? What do I need to do next? And then the last book is really more the personal story um, of my son being mm-hmm. born. And it's called Letters to My Son. And I shared little moments where, um, let's say, when I, when I had the pleasure of changing the first poopy diaper, <laughs> uh, which the is quite, quite the experience if yes, you didn't get to do that for yourself. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very eye-opening experience. And, um, but then how symbolic that was as I was cleaning him that I had to clean my own life so I could be able to be his father, to be there that day, to help change that diaper. Yeah. And all of those moments like that, just little moments for me and and uh, so that, those are the four books, and I've got a couple others in my head. I just need to uh, sit down and get writing Knock again. Them out, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, it's never too late to begin this forgiveness process or, you know, moving forward in enhancing relationships, correct? Absolutely. If somebody just feels like, hey, I, don't, I just don't see this relationship um, reconciling, what, would you, what words of encouragement would you give them? I would start with 
um, again, going back to the whole adage of forgiving yourself first. Yeah. Because nine times out of 10, if you've reached that point, you're carrying guilt that mm-hmm. you were in the relationship for as long as you were, or that you allow whatever happened to happen. You've got to release that piece first. Then you can start to heal. And I would absolutely say dive into some things that are going to encourage you um, and surround yourself with people. Because, you know, the tendency is to find people that are going to agree with you and say, yeah, yeah right. he, right. she was a whatever, whatever. Find people that are going to say who you are mm-hmm. and that are going to speak life into you. Yeah, that's really good. Well, you provide so much encouragement through your social media, through your books, and through even just being your friend. So, hey, (laughs) if you want to be friends with Cedric Newburn, make sure that you text us here at the studio to 224-404-1988 with the keyword forgiveness. And we'll make sure that everybody receives uh, a complimentary ebook. It's a short, you know, 15-pager or so. How did I let this happen? Again, five steps to help you move on. And everybody is going to be entered to win a copy of your other books on forgiveness. Unfor- unconditional okay. forgiveness as well as unpack now correct and That's letters good. to my son yes. yes yeah hey listen you want to stay tuned for our next segment we love this one because we're cedric and uh, jennifer and myself are going to round table the subject in business discussions do you speak first or listen i think that would be a great topic particularly for our guest because uh, he's a coach so <laughs> we're going to be right back This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back with our special topic. We're going to roundtable today, and that is in business discussions, do you speak first or listen? So Jennifer and Cedric, we got a pretty interesting topic for all of us here because we do a lot of this in our coaching practice and everything and also helping teach people this. But Cedric, I know you have a couple things that you've kind of along the way had to kind of pick up on. So why don't you share with our audience what Absolutely. some of the tips, the golden words of wisdom you have. <laughs> I don't know how golden they are, Bob, but um, <laughs> let's just say I, again, with some of the self-doubt that I talked about earlier, I was typically the youngest person in the room uh, when I started my career. And so I always felt like I had to prove a point. Mm. I felt like I had to talk. I had to let people know that I knew what I was talking about. And one of the things that happened more often than I cared for was the fact that I would make a point early on in the discussion because I'm I'm pretty good at deciphering challenges and kind of figuring out what needs to be done and just let's just do this. Well, I would do that right away. <laughs> And guess what would happen? (laughs) A few minutes later, somebody else would say the exact same thing I said. And after my comment was kind of brushed over or, you know, Mm -hmm. rushed by, that person all of a sudden, gosh, Jim, that was a brilliant idea. (laughs) Wish I thought of it myself. And I'm sitting there like, hey, I thought of it. I just said it. (laughs) And that happened to me several times early on in my career. And I started to notice that the people that did that the most were the ones that didn't say a word. They sat back and listened. And add that to some of the training and coaching that I also received where I learned that it's, you know, and especially when you're in sales, most people sell themselves a product. You don't have to do as much talking as I think some salespeople do. And so I learned. um, And also, I will give credit to my wife as well. She's taught me over the last 16 Mm -hmm. years that listening is very powerful. It's amazing how much she communicates by not saying a word to me. (laughs) Uh, And I've learned that. And so now I'm I'm more thoughtful in asking the right questions 
and also trying to get underneath because, again, even in coaching someone or helping them get past relationship issues, nine times out of ten, they're going to say something like, well, he leaves the toilet seat up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's generally not the real problem. The real right. problem is something much deeper than that. And so I have to listen and let them talk and, and really ask the right questions. Yeah. I know you do that with your, your clients, Jennifer. You have to really hone in on what it is that's really going on with them yeah. you know, and dig down. So what's some of the things that you might have tips on as to your listening skills? Well, I like what Cedric just said there is asking powerful questions. That's the first and foremost thing. And especially when it comes to sales, everybody mm. thinks that they have to sell themselves or, and that usually comes from, um, uh, well, a lack of confidence and right. understanding what value and solution that they can um, provide. So asking those powerful questions and then digging even deeper to that and listening again even more. And then even if you can connect that dot or provide that breakthrough, I have to hold on to that, right? And not deliver all of it at once. Whereas before I used to all the time. So I do these breakthrough business calls with people and those are complimentary. I don't do them all the time, but people can reach out to me and, you know, we'll dive in and and that's my way of giving back. And I really just have to sit there and listen and listen and take notes, take notes, take notes, and then reveal when it's appropriate. And usually towards the end of that, that time, but not everything. You know, I think also the Lord says, hey, just because you can see this or you uh, have a word to share with them, it doesn't mean that it's the right time now. And so I've really uh, learned that, especially through the health challenges that I had. I didn't have the energy to speak like I used to. I used to go nonstop talking all the time. And I just had to learn to, to, to step back. You know, one of the techniques that I've learned also is in the listening because what you think you heard may not be exactly what the other person communicated. So paraphrasing back yes. or restating something back Absolutely. to them after you've taken it in, I found it to be extremely helpful because there are times when I've misinterpreted or I've not heard it correctly, and it's really helpful when you do do that that they, 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 they'll correct you or yeah. they'll say, well, no, that's not what I meant, Absolutely. especially when you play it back to them. because. Yeah. They're going out this way. They're not hearing what basically what they're saying. And that sometimes. goes across all kinds of relationships yeah. in yep. business and personally. And we actually had a reminder of this from Carl K.J. Johnson, who's yep. the director of C.S. Lewis Institute in Chicago at our conversational apologetics group. Hint, hint. Yeah. If you want to know more about that, make sure you message us at the studio. Cedric is laughing over here because I found an easy way to plug that in. That was excellent, Jennifer. I'm so proud of you. See, yeah. I listened for an opportunity. Well, matter of fact, one of the exercises in that was we listening. That. Yeah, yeah. That was phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, great. Because again, when you're addressing this subject of your faith at work or talking about with friends or in social situations, uh, it's really very important for you to listen, yeah. ask Absolutely. a great question, and listen to the response of that person to get more of a beat on where they're coming from. Yeah. And we and dived that into helpful. that oh, with yeah, the discussion and role play, you know, yeah. et cetera. So. And, and one thing I wanted to add too, so and I think it goes along with the conversational piece, but Especially in relationships. My wife and I, had we just had this conversation last <laughs> night or this morning, I can't remember, but it's an ongoing discussion about the intention behind what's being said. Mm. And I think men and women communicate a little differently. And yep. I shared this in my a pre-marriage class. Yes. <laughs> men tend to speak more in commandments. Like if we're saying it, it's black and white. Right. If we said it, we meant it. There's right. nothing that you've got to try to decipher. There's no decoding needed. It's coming out. Right. Good, the bad, the ugly. It's coming out. <laughs> Whereas I think women speak more in parables. And so oftentimes you've got to listen to see what does she really mean. So now reverse that. If you're listening, you're expecting a parable, but you're hearing a commandment. 
it's it's a challenge or vice versa. Uh, so I think from a communication perspective, you've got to understand the intent of the message and then also pay attention to how you're hearing it. Mm-hmm. Because again, as you said, you can listen all day long and you can even paraphrase back what was said. Mm-hmm. But if they're expecting you to mean something like there's a hidden meaning behind it, that communication still is challenged. Well, in this situation, for all the ladies out there, I would encourage you to flip this around and speak first and and be clear with your expectations. Yeah, exactly. These men do not, you know, yeah. they need they need clear clarity. That. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> they need clear direction. I, yeah. Tell me, go this way, yep. turn left, and put it all on the shelf. Tell them what you want. Exactly. Don't try to yes. wait around for them to figure it out. I don't <laughs> want to guess. Yeah, it makes it, it so it, much easier. Hey boy, you set a mouthful with that. You know, I'm trying to figure this out. Really. Yeah. I think one of the other things that my, my wonderful wife and you know helped me with was I would come rushing in, you know, and I'd go through the mail and all that stuff, and it didn't stop. And and part of it, she said, you, you never listen, you know, kind of thing, or, or engage. Mm-hmm. So the, really, I've gotten in a great discipline now of at least 10 minutes, if not longer, just shutting up and listening. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things she said is, I don't need you to speak back to me when, you tell, when I'm telling you something or when I'm sharing something with you, because you want to fix something. You know, guys are fixers. And yes. so we want to come in and we want to fix it. And all I found my wife, all she wanted to do was just be heard. Yes. Just right. shut but up. With Bob. all fairness, yeah. ladies, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, call out mm-hmm. the ladies here. Um, you should just <laughs> preface that when you're telling them and say, hey, I just need to, to vent a little bit or share. Right. I don't need you to give a solution. Yeah. And, yeah. and be clear. But yeah. that is so hard. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're just not wired that way. And I, 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 my wife is probably back there like busting a gut laughing because we just had one of those moments. I'm like, I want to just listen, babe, but I see so clearly what you can do. And she's like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I just want you to listen. And, and John Wright, um, yeah. I know you guys, he's a friend of Faith yeah. Marketplace too. He tells a, a great story about how he finally got it figured out and, and how he would just literally give mirror back what his wife was saying and yes. doing yeah. and how that completely changed. And she was like, oh, you just listened to me so well. Yes. Now. I'm so grateful. And he's yes. like, I never heard or said a thing. You know? so. I love it. Well, Cedric, how can people find out more about you and get connected with you? You know, the best way really is through my website, CedricNewburn.com. And again, it's Cedric without a C, S-E-D-R-I-K-N-E-W-B-E-R-N. There you can connect with me through all the social media channels and you can request time for an appointment. Awesome. Hey, well, listen, we're going to be back here next Saturday on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. This is Bob Lambert, Faith Marketplace Radio, along with my wonderful co-host, Jennifer Villarreal. We're here there every Saturday. Please go and check out the website, faithmarketplace.com, and go out and check our Facebook. Now, Jennifer's really been working hard at that. We've got all kinds of great stuff out there, some other new things that are coming up there. So you plug us in, please. We'll be back next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.